And hello and welcome back to another episode of Junior Funners Podcast, uh, the only podcast about Arsenal that's available on the podcast market. Uh, it's hosted by the Fun Boys, which is me, I'm Ollie, and it's also hosted by Lawrence. We're hey, Ollie, and we're hey, listeners, yeah. A fine we're hey to you all. And uh, yeah, we're we're here to talk about Arsenal and that. And uh, we we got quite a lot to to talk about. We're we're coming we're coming in hot on this one. Uh, we are a, a, a scant what 30, 40 minutes from from full time in our second leg tie against Olympiacos. Um, but we got to talk about some other stuff before that because I think since we last recorded. We had the first leg against Olympiacos to talk about, so we'll uh, we'll cover everything in our first segment, which is called Arsenal News. And so, when we left off in the last episode, we had uh, we just played Burnley. Is that right? Hey. Uh- yeah, yeah, I just played Burnley. It was a miserable, uh, miserable time. It wasn't looking good. It wasn't looking, but you know, we we coming into these fixtures thinking, oh no, it's gonna is this gonna be the defining mo- uh, era of the season? These three games, yeah. and uh, yeah, overall, it's uh, what, what should we say? Maybe uh, like a B plus or a <laughs> or a B. A passing grade, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, we've, yeah, a, a passing grade. I think B plus is probably fair. We about seventy percent, seventy five percent, something like that. Um, there's still, there's still some big gaps uh, that need uh, that need addressing. Still some problems, but overall, overall, it's positive. It's it's good news coming out of that Burnley match, especially because that was a very disappointing result. Um, I'm about to sneeze. Yeah. All right. Excuse me. Let's. uh, I'll just fill in. Yeah, it was. uh, It was. uh, It was. uh, We we were. We were uh, sort of slightly pessimistic about our chances, and because Olympiacos, very very tough team, Uh, they knocked us out in the last last season of the Europa League, and uh, a lot of people were like, "Oh, it's going to happen again. It's going to happen again." But luckily, uh, despite the, yeah. Yes. It, so it everything was everything was set for. I'm I'm back now. I uh, finished uh, finished blowing my nose. Um, yeah. Everything everything was set for Olympiacos to become uh, the new Bayern Munich, basically. Um, in the same way that Munich would would uh, knock us out of the uh, Champions League year after year. It looked as though Olympiacos were going to do that uh, to us again and again in the Europa League. Um, and in typical Arsenal fashion, I mean, you know, as you said, Lawrence, going into that match, we were kind of, uh, not quite daring to hope that it would, it would go smoothly. Um, but we, well, we got sort of to the end of the first half, um, with, you know, with, with a goal, you know, with one goal, we were one nil up. Martin Odegaard finally got his first goal. 
um, for the club and and what a goal it was. Yes. Just an amazing, Very good goal. Yes. amazing hit from him. You know, 60 mile an hour fucking rocket um, that the goalkeeper kind of couldn't really, you know, it, it, it moved in the air so much that the keeper just ended up kind of <laughs> pawing it into, into his own net. Um, but yeah, great goal. But the, the, the signs were still there that we were capable of completely fucking this up. I think David Louise um, played a dodgy back pass at one point. And yeah. uh, sure enough, kind of just before the hour mark, um, we gave away a very silly goal and it, it, that leveled up at, at one all. Burned Leno, again, played a, a short ball out from the back, the back uh, to Danny Ceballos. And I... I don't know how much of the blame you can really put on Sabios because it was yeah. uh, it clearly wasn't in a position to receive the ball. I mean, no. you know, he was he, he had uh, you know Olympiakos uh, players kind of surrounding him, and it was yeah he, he shouldn't have been passed the ball by Bernd Leno. It was poor judgment by Leno, but um, yeah, he lost the ball very cheaply there, um, and then it was just yeah because Leno was so far out of his goal. A very simple uh, goal for um, for Olympia because it was El El Arabi, the guy that the guy that scored the goal that put us out last season, uh, scored against us again, um, and it looked like we were kind of yeah back to square one. Classic Arsenal, you know, we were in a fairly commanding position. It looked like we were in control of the game with only one goal to show for it, uh, and we'd thrown away that very slender lead. Yeah, and I was I was I I, uh, I remember. Quite clearly, shouting at my uh, my my tablet when I was watching it, as I shouted, "Oh yes. my god!" I was like, I was fuming. I was absolutely enraged that this is happening all over again. We're doing it to ourselves. It's not the other team doing anything. It's sh- shooting ourselves in the foot. How many times has it been? Uh, exactly. And um, yeah, as I said last week, it's it's we. Every match we're playing against two teams. We're playing against the opposition and we're playing against ourselves. And thanks to, you know, thanks to Arsenal, uh, Olympiacos ended up with a, you know, a, an equaliser in that instance. Yeah, it looked like, you know, same old boring sort of this Arteta ball, I'll call it, the uh, where we just don't really penetrate we just sort of diddle daddle around in the in the on, on the wide areas and then give the ball away and then either draw a yeah. foul or something or someone gets a red card usually jacker and uh but uh yeah <laughs> and then, yeah luckily um um but but we well I, I wouldn't say luckily i mean it, we we did that it it needed a a big performance um and and the team did actually step up you know from from that point on we looked a lot better um and you could see that we you know we were pushing and pushing for uh uh you know to get back in the lead and we needed you know we needed it was a night where we needed you know big performances from certain players and they ended up being the ones that came through for us i mean you know the the, the we did eventually uh on 79 minutes get uh, another goal back, you know. Get we got back in the lead at two one with a, a a a huge salmon like leap from Gabrielle yeah. to uh, to header to you know to to put a header in from a corner. Um, just an absolutely insane yeah. jump on him. He just seemed one of those ones where it seems to just hang in the air forever. 
um, to to get above everyone else and loop the header over the keeper. Yes, good good header for a change. I mean, uh, William had been getting some assists again. It was a bit bit weird all of a sudden that he's suddenly being being somewhat good again. He came on, and I think yeah, and um, but yeah, Olympiakos. One of the players was trying to. Like oh, I've been I've been fouled. Oh, it was on the floor. You know, like it's a very um what they do a lot in these sorts of competitions. Yeah. A lot of rolling around on the floor, trying to get trying yeah. to con the ref and the the shit housery. Yeah, think, was the, that was the term that was coined back in the World Cup, wasn't it? The yeah, the shit housery, <laughs> the shit housing. Um, and then uh, yeah, but uh, the. Okay. I think the the assist from that goal because William well William took the corner that Gabriel scored. I think I believe you mentioned he's getting a lot of assists. I I believe with that assist that puts him top of the assist charts for yeah. Arsenal so far this season. I think he's got that means he's got something like eight in total across all competitions. So um, yeah, you're not doing too. There bad, you go. Right? I mean, how yeah. quickly that's turned around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, he's. Uh, I don't. I don't want to be like. So, um, what's the word? Fickle when it comes to players. Like you know, I, I just think maybe he's lost a bit of his pace or quickness. But um, I don't know. If as long as he just, it's you know, it's probably expecting too much from somebody who's in their thirties now to. Well, you're going to be the uh, the guy who gets all the assists. But uh, no, yeah, you know, yeah, you're going to be the key creative force for this, yeah. for this team. I think, yeah, I mean, clearly it was, it was there was a huge dip in confidence as well. Whatever else was going on with him, um, you could just see in his body language and, and everything that he, 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 there wasn't really the belief there that he was going to influence the, you know, the, the game a lot of the time. But in the last few weeks, um, he's really he's stepped up. He's found some consistency, and he's sort of finally looking like he, once again he's finally looking like the player that, you know. <laughs> the player that we thought we'd signed, you know, at the start of the, start of the season. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and then um, a, a few minutes later, towards the, the end of the match, I think on 85 minutes, um, another great kind of individual effort um, to, to get the third goal from, from El Nenny. Um, I believe that's his third goal in the Europa League. Um, the second absolute screamer that he scored. Uh, he, he scored one in the, the group stages as well against, I think it was Dundalk. Um, but yeah, just an, again, sort of similar to Erdegaard's goal, just an absolute fucking rocket um, from outside the area uh, to, to beat the keeper. And that was, yeah, a, a fantastic kind of, fantastic to watch. And it also kind of, it meant that, you know, we end the game with three, uh, three away goals going into yeah. the second leg. It, it makes it that much more comfortable. Or so we thought, but we'll get to yeah. that in a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's never com- it's never actually comfortable no, against Arsenal, but no. you know what I mean. Yeah, we were, you know, all it all it would have taken was just for them to get two goals in your way leg, and that, you know, then it would have, oh no, extra time. But uh, yeah, we'll get to uh, get to the second leg later. Should we? Uh, and now move on to the spuds. The, yeah, so I mean that that coming out of that match, you know, in the Europa League, that was a, a very positive result, and you know, uh, the 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 stupid mistake that you know led to uh, 
Olympiacos' goal aside, a, a very a very good performance overall um, from us. So things were positive heading into the the North London derby um, this this weekend. And um, well, yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it, even before kickoff, things were a bit odd because uh, Aubameyang was uh, named on the bench, um, which. I think raised a, a few eyebrows, but it, I mean, it, you know, it could have just been, you know, that he was resting him because he did play. He, I think he did play the full uh, match in, in midweek, um, but it came out that he'd been dropped to the bench for disciplinary reasons. Um, and the only official clarification, as far as I can tell, that we've received on that so far is that it, it's a it was a breach of match day protocol. Um, that's that's as far as anyone's willing to sort of discuss it in an official capacity. I thought they said like he turned up late or something. Um, but uh, I think that's, yeah, reading between the lines, I think that's what it was. I think, he, yeah, he showed up late on the day for the match. Um, which so, is not a good attitude to have. Um, if you're the captain of this club, it is against bloody scum and you turn up late. Hmm. It's not a good attitude. I'm not particularly impressed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, he's he is he's the captain. He should be, you know, should be leading by example. And you know, fair play to Mikel Arteta for saying, you know, putting his foot down and saying no one player is bigger than the team. Um, it's Ferguson. I, I don't think there's much else he could have done, really. You know, if, if those if those are the rules, then yes, yeah, Fergie esque. You know, it's yeah, but uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, that I, but it, it ended up, uh, that, you know, that could have, on another day, that could have overshadowed the match, but it's a North London derby. So there was always going to be plenty of stuff to talk about. Um, and, um, yeah, we, I mean, we started that match very similarly to where we left off in the, uh, in the Europa League, very positive. We were in control, um, Unlucky, you know, hit the post twice, I think, early on um, within the first half hour or so. It was, you know, it, it, we looked, it looked as though it was sort of inevitable that we were going to take the lead. Uh, and then... Um, That's the most flukiest of goals. <laughs> Eric Lamella. They weren't in it is, I mean, it, yeah, it, I, it, maybe, I mean, obviously, obviously we're biased, you know, we're, we're yeah. going to say it's, it's a huge we, fluke. We were lucky um, in that uh, Son got injured and had to come off and then... Uh, Eric Twat Lamella yeah. uh, came on, and um, yeah, that's his. That's like his, uh, like his, like his, uh, his his wrestler name or his darts name or whatever. Yeah. Eric the Twat Lamella. Um, yeah, so he had to come on after about just know, about twenty minutes um, for for Son. Son pulled up with a you know what looked to be a hamstring injury, um, which is you know I mean well a shame to you know not have a player of his quality playing in a you know in a match of this, but from an Arsenal point of view we don't care. one less thing to worry about. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, he's a great player and he's fantastic to watch. But yeah, I mean it, it's from again from an Arsenal point of view, nice to not have to worry about him. Um yeah, and so from the second that Lamella came on, um he I don't know if it was instructions from Mourinho or what, but he 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 clearly decided that he was gonna try and get under everybody's skin. Um, he had a couple yeah. of little, little 
kicks and sort of, you know little sort of just moments where he was kicking out. At, I mean, he, he had a, him and Xhaka uh, had a, a little bit of handbags because I think he Lamella left his boot in and kind of kicked out at him after a challenge, and he had another little kick at David Louise that David Louise didn't very uh, you know very smartly didn't react to. Um, so he was just yeah you know g- general kind of shithousery again you know to 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 use that phrase just general kind of cunt behavior and then yeah. on top of that um he goes and just has the audacity to uh just do this outrageous you know rabona puts the ball through thomas party's legs um and it manages the ball manages to sort of evade anyone else in the box it doesn't take a deflection but it means that Bern Leno, because there's so many bodies of running, Bern Leno can't see it and get down, you know, to to the post quick enough to keep it from going in. So it looks fantastic. It's a, you know, like I said, an outrageous bit of skill. And from our point of view, it's a complete fluke. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it's just it's typical. This has always happens to us. Why does it all these fluky goals always bloody happen to us? It's just you know, I was just like how. How does this just well, I, dominate I'm sure every in like percent of the game? Every, every team feels that. Sorry. Yeah. Dominate ninety percent of the game, and then they just, well, get, just they get one shot, yeah. and it's a blooming, you know, cheeky little. Uh, what's they got? What's the word? What's the word they call it? Rabona. 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 Right. Rabona. 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 Yeah. Rabona. Uh-huh. Robotnik. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Robotnik, um, but yeah, let's not be too. Yeah, negative. so that was their uh, that, got that, back in the game and another goal from Martin Odegaard. Two goals in in, uh, in uh, two games. That's pretty good. And yeah, his uh, first his first two goals in in back to back matches. And you know when we at times when we really needed them, you know they they were they were important goals. Um, so yeah, I just on the Lamella goal. Just I think you know if you haven't seen it, watch it for yourself. It'll probably it will. It might win goal of the season, or it'll be up there, probably you know as a contender for goal of the season. But uh, yeah, the official junior funners uh, line on it is that it's uh, it's a fluke and completely fluke undeserved goal. So, um, but we, but we, yeah, we we came back um, very strong. We, we reacted very well, and it is also it's. I wasn't worried too much to be honest when that goal went in because um, statistically. It's very rare that the team that scores first in the North London derby actually ends up winning it. Yeah. Um, it the the last few there's it, it well, I feel like over the last ten years or so, the team that scores first typically ends up losing it or it ends up a draw. Um, mm. So I was just sort of like, oh okay, well that hopefully that sort of lights a fire now and we can you know it won't be too long before we get back in the game. And uh, yeah, we didn't. Didn't have to wait that long. Just before half time, Martin Odegaard, um, yeah, took his shot. We got a bit lucky with the deflection, but I feel I feel like we'd earned that luck, having been unlucky with you know hitting the post a couple of times prior to that. So you know I, that it, it, that didn't feel undeserved. A great uh, another assist from Tierney. Um, you know he was I, <laughs> him and um, him and Smith Rowe just absolutely took. Matt Doherty to the cleaners, and he just all afternoon down that um, uh, that left hand side, they just absolutely fucking ran him ragged time after time after time, 
Um, so that was that was funny to watch, and also uh, Matt Doherty's haircut is is very funny to look at as well. Uh, it's just very funny to see a you know an incredibly pasty Irishman um, with like you know with like a fade, you know, like he's sort of attempting to have like a wavy haircut. Um, but yeah, so went in at halftime, one all. Um, on the one hand, you know, the glass half full or half empty, you know, maybe we we should have been comfortably in the lead. We should have taken the chances that we had, but we, you know, continued to play well, having gone a goal down and got our reward in the equaliser there. Um, so, yeah, things were sort of set for, you know, a very dramatic second half, and boy, did it deliver. <laughs> yeah. Um Oh my god, my brain's gone. How did, what happened there? Uh, well, there was. Uh, what, what did the things happen in? I don't even remember now. Well, we oh so god. the. <laughs> well, uh, we sort of you know we continued to again largely dominate the match. Spurs didn't really offer much going forward. Um, I think at halftime we had to bring on Pepe for oh, yeah. Saka. Uh, here we go. Yeah, I remember Saka that. had a, uh, an injury. Um, and then I suppose the, the the first the first big talking point is that we were awarded a penalty. Yeah, um, makes which, a change. Again, we're gonna we well, no, we get a few penalties, um, <laughs> but we I you know again because we're biased, we're gonna say that it's definitely a penalty. It is. Um, yeah, by the rules, uh, there's contact. But if you ask Jermaine Genus, no, yeah, but if, yeah, no, yeah. If you ask if you ask if you ask Jermaine Genus, um. I, well, it's difficult to really kind of make out what his point is. It, it seems as though he he seems to imply that uh, I don't know Lacazette should be sent off. For, yeah, it's, for it's a penalty Dombele. to Tottenham. Was that because uh, because Lacazette yeah. <laughs> kicked uh, Dermis and Sanchez? So it's a penalty. If anything, it's a penalty to Tottenham. Actually, uh, yeah. you know, he, it's actually a foul. Yeah. On the, yeah. Uh, the ball, uh, yeah, he mishit the ball, yeah, so and uh, therefore it wasn't in play, so not a penalty. Yeah, you can't make a, can't make a tackle bollocks, these days, it? really, because I mean it, that would just mean, yeah, because I mean that would just mean if that, I mean if that was, <laughs> I don't know if if that was correct, that would just mean that um, any defender could just completely clatter into any attacker as soon as the ball leaves their foot doesn't it i mean you yeah. know I mean, just, like <laughs> as soon as anyone takes a shot they could just you know american football style just fucking steamroll into them and just try and you know break their ankle or something yes. I, so, I don't i don't so, i don't buy that because because like is that because like is that whiffs the ball you know because he you know he swings his leg and misses the shot basically you know he doesn't make contact with the ball when he when he sort of swings his leg back um, yeah, Genus is saying that that means that it, it the ball's no longer in play, and it you know it's whatever. Was yeah. it Sanchez or Andombele? I can't remember. It was, it was Sanchez, and um, yeah, yeah, and um, but uh, as Jermaine Genus was moaning about, you know, well, it was more in relation to uh, the Lamella fouls. Uh, quite obviously, a foul. Well, uh, we'll come on to that. Yeah, and uh, but we'll- yeah. It was it was just quite funny how uh, on match of the day he was almost trying to square up to uh, Martin Keown, but he was almost trying to. Yeah, yeah he uh, he got very weirdly defensive. Um, it, I mean, it, but the stuff that Martin Keown was saying wasn't even that provocative either. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll 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 talk about it in a second because it all it all relates to um to to Eric the twat Lamella. Um, but yeah, we got we we were awarded the penalty. VAR checked it for like two seconds. Like it was very funny because all the Spurs players and Mourinho were sort of stood around. Just the just the kind of classic arrogance of them, you know, of, of a Mourinho side and of you know of Mourinho himself that. They they had the air about them that they assumed it was going to be overturned by VAR, you know, like they were all just kind of stood there looking at the ref, and it was like that. Clearly, the check had been completed within about two seconds. Yeah. It was just like, no, it's not. It, it, it it's been awarded. Get over it. Um. So yeah, we get awarded the uh, the, the penalty. Lacazette takes it, and he's uh, again similar to the penalty he took against Leicester. It's very well struck, goes in off the post, you know, no way that the keeper can, uh, can reach it. Um, so yeah, we, we're in the lead again. Well, again, I say we're now, we've come back, we're in the lead, uh, 2-1 up and up to that point, Spurs haven't offered much of anything going forward besides yeah. the, you know, the, the one goal that they, well, the one attempt on goal that they had, which was the goal. It was almost um, like Mourinho was trying to And then to a like- few minutes after that. Sorry. It's all, it was almost like uh, Mourinho was trying to like do an Inter Milan with us, where let's just sit so, let's just sit and let them have the ball for like 90%. That, that game, Inter Milan v Barcelona, where Barcelona had like, what, 90, 95% possession, but just couldn't, they only got that one goal, they couldn't break down, and yeah. Inter Milan went into the final. It was just, it's almost like he was trying to do that. Just like, let's just sit back and uh, hopefully mm. Arsenal make some cock up. And it's like, it was so weird, like... But then it's... It, it was, yeah, because it's like the the whole point of sitting back or, you know, being kind of playing defensively and just parking the bus means that you have to park the bus. And it was just so easy for Arsenal to get, get past... Uh, to just get past Spurs, you know, to kind of go through them and to, to get into the box and to kind of, you know, cut the ball back. And it was just, it, yeah... The number of shots that they had and the shots on target and stuff they had, it sort of just means that it, it, the, you know, if they were going for that sort of thing where they just sort of set themselves up to be very difficult to break down, it fucking just fell flat. You know, you know what I mean? It just, it it completely failed on every level if that's what they were going for. Yeah, maybe um, it was lucky that um, Son. Well, I got injured because I think that's probably the. Nope. Oh. Uh, Champions League. Uh, sorry, sorry, my. The, uh, Shut up. Uh, BBC Sport app has just sprung into life on my phone <laughs> for no reason. Um, I think. Sorry, um, carry on. Yeah, the uh, having a Son Hyo Min uh, go off was probably uh, the linchpin in that. If that's what Mourinho was trying to do, play on just yeah, play on the counter because Son is. Lots of pace, and um, yeah, Wednesday had that. It was almost like, well, what's he going to do now? Because he's the one player that he needs to. Yeah, he hasn't got anyone else. Well, I think because they've also got that. Lucas Moore has got a lot of pace as well, isn't he? Mm. So I mean, it, it, it you know, it's not like it's not like they had no one that could have made those runs, but yeah, they I, it, they just didn't they didn't have any kind of spark or anything. And then about ten minutes after we uh, we we got the penalty. Um, the twat Lamella got sent off for uh, a, a second yellow card, having um, just smacked Tierney in the face, basically. Um, 
yeah. for his that was for his, his second yellow card. First yellow card, I think it was a tackle on uh, Partey, wasn't it? Where he uh, kind of yeah. went in from behind and got uh, Slid, none of the ball. Yeah, got just basically his entire yeah. his entire ankle. And uh, who? Uh, yeah, it was Gina saying yeah. like. Well, that was that was that was a bit harsh, or whatever. You can't you can't go in on anybody anymore in football. Like he, I mean, yeah, that was he trotted out a bunch of the the kind of the the classic cliches of uh, you know, it's it's a non-contact sport now. You can't actually make any tack. You can't tackle anybody in football. Um, yeah. And it's just like he's conveniently kind of leaving out the I don't know four or five other fouls that he'd done like leading up to that. Like it's like. Clearly, the ref had given that that first yellow card as an accumulation of a bunch of fouls that he'd done from the yeah. first minute that he'd come on. Like I said, you know, he'd been sort of going after like Arsenal players and stuff. Like it, it's he'd clearly been it had been building up that, and the ref was keeping track because he there was a, was it Hoybierg? I think he gave he gave two final warnings to Hoybierg, um, you know, because he was persistently fouling as well. He had like you know he he'd call Hoybierg over to him and sort of talk to him like it was like the last, you know, this is your final warning. The next one of those you do, I'm going to have to book you. And then he did it again. <laughs> and then I think eventually he booked him, but it's the same with Lamella. Like he just, you know, he, Lamella kept on fouling people and generally playing like a twat. <laughs> it's like, you're going to get booked is, eventually. You can't, it, it's like, Hoy you one too many, the, uh, you get booked. And then he was on a yellow card. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, sorry, it's like a uh, Hoiberg is like the new Van Bommel. Like, no matter how many times he fouls and kicks people, somehow he still managed to stay on the pitch. Amazing ability there. Yeah. <laughs> how Quite on, a magic How trick. on earth did he do it? All, all his career, um, he was just such a piece of, piece of work, that Van Bommel. Good player, though. Uh, but uh, still a bit of a cunt. And yeah. uh, kicked lumps out of people and somehow got away with it all the time. But, um, yeah, it was typical Mourinho, cynical. One of the greats. Great, great masterclass. You know, I hear everyone saying what a genius, amazing manager Mourinho is. Uh, what's it been now? It's been a while since uh, he's, you know, he's had his heyday, so to speak. And he sort of, whatever, just takes a job here, takes a job there. Yeah. Uh, you know, do all the little things now that you do, sort of pre-retirement, I guess. Uh, you sort of go from club to club. Yeah, just yeah, running down the clock. Running yeah. down the clock a bit. Um yeah, Mourinho masterclass. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's got his man management skills. You know, he's got oh, he's got such a way with you know players and getting in the minds of the title opposition. Specialist. He's title specialist. You know, he's such a he's great a trophy, guy. Trophy winner. He's, he's a proven winner. Elite mentality. Elite level manager. You know, just yeah, he breeds breeds a culture of winning. He is just he's just uh, he's um, genius that Mourinho. And it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, and that currently, like you said, the the run he's on at the moment. I think he won he won a Europa League and a, a Carabao Cup with United, yeah. uh, and that's it. And that was after he that was after he replaced the guy that had won them an FA Cup. Um, so it, it <laughs> you know, was it worth it? I don't know. I, I, oh, no. Maybe. I I think uh, the team you may could know. Van Gaal have won them. Could Van Gaal have won them a Europa League? Maybe, maybe, but uh, now yeah, Mourinho's got that sturdiness, that 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 mentality, that us v them mentality. You know, he's he, he, he puts you in, right in the trenches. He, he's he's 
dogged. Yeah, and the us the us v them part of that, of course, refers to uh, him versus the players in his own team. Um, It uh, yeah, he that that's sort of the that's the thing that everybody conveniently leaves out whenever they talk about you know oh his his track record speaks for itself. He's won trophies everywhere, and it's just like yeah, but he also hasn't lasted more than three seasons in a job. Yeah, um, because he's such an obnoxious prick that everybody. Everybody gets wise to him pretty quickly, and they all start to hate him. And at um, Madrid, especially, so I mean, he was supposed to be the chosen one at yeah. Madrid, and a uh, bit of a. I will say he was a bit of a flop, at Madrid. Well, I mean, but, I, it happened at Chelsea twice. You know, like yeah. it, they took him back after they sacked him for being a cunt. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's it happens everywhere. I mean, when Diego goes, Costa, but, yeah. So Lamella got. When Diego Costa is uh, um, chucking, what was it? He chucked yeah. a bib at him or a bottle or something. Sort of in that mm. way where they sort of indir- bib, in- yeah. indirectly throw it at him. I mean, when you've got Diego Costa doing that to you, I mean, oh yeah, you got you really got the players on your side. Great man management skills though. Great, great, yeah. great guy. Just a great guy. Yeah, great guy. He's such a character. Yeah, just a lovely bloke. Lovely bloke. Lovely, lovely man. Um, oh, his post-match interview was great. Yeah, so it, such a nice, uh, the wittiest, snarky humour that he has. Real ways. Yeah, like, real kind of classic. Um, I'm sure your your, your analysis the, the, will the, the, show <laughs> that it was a it was a it was a good game. It was a last night won the game. I'm sure your your analysis will show that it was a it was a penalty. They were, Oh, such a yeah, funny man! You are a fifth yeah, funny we didn't, man. Uh, what he say? He said something like, "He said something like we didn't we didn't lose to Arsenal. We lost to Michael Oliver and Paul yeah. Tierney or whoever the the, uh, the ref and the VAR were." He said we lost to them, and it's it, just the classic um, classic shit manager move of uh, blaming blaming the referee entirely. Um, did oh yeah, see? there we go. We got uh, yes from on the BBC Sport website here. Um, in the second half, we recovered control of the game. In our good moments, we made changes to try and win the game. And when the game was there to be played, the referee made a wrong decision. The VAR confirmed the wrong decision from the referee. There we go. Yeah. Um, trying to be honest and pragmatic, the first half was their half. The second half, Michael Oliver and Paul Tierney, the VAR, <laughs> they decided the game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was the ref and the VAR that made uh, Tottenham play completely negatively, and up until the final ten minutes when Lamella got sent off because they only that was that was the moment that Tottenham suddenly sprang into life after it was kind of too late for them. Once Lamella got sent off, then they started to attack, and it did start to look like the wheels might come off from an Arsenal point of view again because of our you know our very well documented history of very poor game management. Yeah. Um, it looked as though, you know, we could have very easily, uh, fucked up and, you know, given away, given away a stupid penalty. I mean, we were given away so many free kicks on the edge of the penalty area. It was unbelievable. Just so many, like, I, I appreciate the, <laughs> I appreciate the, the, the desire and the passion to, to want to get the ball back, but it just yeah. leads to all these stupid free kicks being given away. There's no, there's um, no sort of discipline. In dangerous just- areas. It's like I keep. I you yeah. always use football, like, uh, FIFA or Pez, whatever. It's like, it's like don't hold sprint button if you're playing Pez. You know, don't don't hold sprint button because you just you're gonna you leave yeah. the velocity of momentum. You're gonna leave space. They're gonna try to either skip past you or you're gonna draw a foul. 
you know, you need to be smart. It's almost like basketball. Yeah. You, you have to sort of become a wall and just coax, shepherd them into an area. That's what, you know, that's what I used to do at basketball. Yeah. Just like, use your body as, <laughs> just, just, if they want to cut inside, you make them go down, you know, because they can't cut inside. It's sort of pretty obvious. But, uh, yeah. So, so we cannot defend still. Yeah. I mean, it's weird though, when you look at some of the stats and our goals conceded has dropped significantly. It's, but it's so weird. We still, we still draw fouls. Yeah, it's weird. We're not, um, yeah, because we're not keeping clean sheets. Well, shots conceded, I mean, yeah. We're, yeah, we're still, but yeah, the actual like amount of chances that we're, we're conceding is, is going down. Um, but yeah, so we, we, Gave away quite a few uh, very dangerous-looking free kicks, and I think uh, Harry Kane, Harry Kane hit the post, didn't he? And then um, wasn't Dombele like sh- had a shot with the rebound, and yeah, uh, luckily uh, Gabriel headed again. away. Very important block. What a what a centre back! He's he's a really good, very good centre back. Uh, yes, probably our best. Very good. Yeah, since he's sort of come back from uh, you know that injury slash being out with the COVID, um, he's yeah he's he's sort of yeah really looking quite a, a commanding presence um, once again. You know he's turning out to be yeah a quality signing. Uh, excuse me. Um, just uh, I was just reading. The yeah, chat. so we sorry. sorry, sorry, sorry. You carry on. You carry on. Well, we yeah, so we we just about managed to get over the line with the two one there, um, which was deserved ultimately. You know, we 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 were holding on at times in the final sort of uh, you know ten minutes or, or thereabouts, but we definitely just you know we were we were good for the three points. I think you know we we definitely earned that victory, and it was a, a big a big win. We talked about it before about you know how how big that week was, where the, you know the. Yeah. The Burnley match followed by Olympiacos, followed by Spurs, and how that could sort of shape the rest of the season. And overall, yeah, we you know we we got through it. Two wins and a draw. Like we said at the start of the, of the show, B plus, you know, seventy five percent or so. It's it's uh, it's it's good. We'll we'll take it. And then we get to tonight's match, the uh, second leg of uh, of the the Europa League tie. So we're at home to Olympiacos, um, and we've got those. Three away goals, a two-goal cushion on aggregate. Um, pretty much all we had to do was just score like a goal, and then that that would have pretty yeah. that would have more or less put it beyond Olympiacos. Um, nope. But <laughs> <laughs> what a absolute could we do it? shambles! Could mate. we fuck? What what a shambles! Yeah, Ugh, bloody! It's almost like they felt it was just going to be a training game. They like, know what. Everyone looked off it. Yeah, looked off, completely off it. I mean, uh, Aubameyang. Yeah, everybody's everybody's first touch. Um, yeah, Aubameyang. I, I don't know. Was was he just really? I mean, he, he could have had a hat trick. I mean, there, there was that. He had the one chance where he was just. Um, Olympiakos had committed all those players forward, and he was sort of running more or less from the halfway line. Yeah. Left the two defenders in the dust, and he was just one on one with the keeper. And I, I was like, "This is prime. This is the man's bread and butter. This yeah. is a this is a definite goal. He could close. He could close his eyes and still score this. And he just mm. somehow managed to put it wide. He, he tried. You know, he could have sort of 
I don't, yeah, he could have got, he could have gone around the keeper. He could he tried to dink it over the keeper. He could have just literally gone around the keeper and put it into the empty net. But yeah, they all look a bit off it in that game. Apart from maybe when Thomas Partey and Odegaard came on, they had a bit more of a a bit more energy about them. But um, yeah, but I just felt yeah, I think and um, Emil Smith Rowe as well. I think also had another good game. Him and uh, yeah. But Tierney, I, mean, I would say we're probably the best uh, of of the bunch. Tierney, he did all right, but he looked like he was getting a bit knackered because he was sort of some passes he couldn't yeah. quite keep up with, or he's, he sort of miscontrolled a few things. But he did did all right overall. But it was just like, man, uh, everybody seemed like they were miscontrolling stuff. Yeah. I, I don't know what it was. Just everybody's first touch, receiving passes and stuff. Um, just yeah, taking like one touch too many, making it that much easier for like the Olympiacos players to kind of close us down and get the ball back off of us. It was just, I mean, for their goal. So, they, you know, they, they ended up winning one nil on the night, you know, we've lost one nil. We've gone through three, two on aggregate, whatever, you know, we're, we're through. Yeah. That's the bottom line. That's what <laughs> we wanted. But the, yeah. So for their goal, Danny Ceballos, again, I don't know what it is. He seems, he seems pretty consistent. It's just in the Europa League matches, he is just very prone to making these stupid mistakes. He uh, yeah. he got the what looked like was you know we we had like what looked to be a pretty decent break on because I think he'd intercepted the ball, he cut it out, and then just immediately gave it away incredibly softly. Just gave it away so cheaply, yeah. um, just outside of like the just I think beyond the halfway line in the Olympiacos half, and then they start to charge forward and it just, you know, ends up with them uh, scoring again, you know, very, a very kind of soft goal. Yeah. You know, there's a deflection on it and whatever, but it's still just like, it, we're talking game management and shit. Like it just shouldn't, that, that opportunity shouldn't have arisen. You know, it shouldn't have been there to, to begin yeah. with. Why, why Elneny was bombing forward when you're a defensive mid and say, like, why, why are you bombing forward? We don't need to just stay, just stay back. This is like it, basics. Even I, even the, I, lazy. The, yeah, the, the the whole when I when I saw the 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 lineup, I was like, because the midfield three were El Neni, Xhaka, and Ceballos. Those three are kind of generally play like a you know a deeper defensive role in like the centre of the midfield. So I was I was just sort of like, oh wow, so we're really kind of just we're really good, just going to defend and kind of see this out. But then, like you said, it's like, yeah, like Elneny and Ceballos uh, are, uh, are both kind of like bombing forward. And it's just like, what, I, what? It doesn't seem clear, like, who is doing what here. It doesn't seem like who's, what role are you, are each of you actually doing? Because you're just kind of like yeah. wandering around and leaving this space and, and giving the ball away. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a pretty pathetic uh, goal to give away. I was just like, oh, God, doing it to ourselves again. And yeah. It's just like, yeah, you know, we were repeating ourselves every episode. It's just like you could probably, yeah, stack one on top of your player at the same time. We're all just exactly the same stuff as said. Yeah, and it's like, oh, yeah, God, so say it with us now. Yeah, do it to ourselves. Do it to us, and that's what really hurts. Um, <laughs> just some yeah. breaking news from the uh, from elsewhere in the Europa League. It looks like Man United, uh, unfortunately. I've got a goal in oh, Milan. Okay. Um, oh, Paul Pogba has, has scored. Yeah, what Come happened? Come on to- as a sub and, and scored. So. 
I wonder what happened to him. I was like, after January, he sort of disappeared. Now he's back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I guess he, yeah, he, he wants to, um, you know, put himself in the shop window because he's trying to, you know, get a move to a big club. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, well, I mean, that's that. So that match is now sort of uh, it, the stage is set for Zlatan to come on and uh, you know crush, crush oh, United's no. dreams, isn't it? Really? Well, um, we don't want to be rooting for Zlatan. I mean, Atlantis, yeah, that really is the the evil, the evil of two lessers, isn't it? Is it um, well after what well, he's the, recently the done. other the other incident of note in the Olympiakos match is the the uh, again another. Another red card um, for them, uh, the, you know, a, a, a double yellow in quick succession for uh, their guy Barr, um, who yeah. did a pretty, pretty obvious foul on uh, on Martinelli, and then just like punched the ball away, um, like a you know, pissy yeah. little baby. <laughs> um, and yeah, and the ref, the ref, you know, just pulled out the second yellow card, and then. Uh, yeah, and then he just sort of cried in the, the tunnel for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Elite mentality, mate. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I, I was a bit amazed. Yeah. Where? Should have brought in Martinelli a bit earlier. He could have had a bit more, had a bit of uh, energy about him. Tried to get in behind a few times. It was like, nice to see him back. Nice to see you back, Martinelli. Stay, try and stay yeah, he fit. Did, he he. He had a couple of moments where he linked up pretty well with Aubameyang. It's just a shame that Aubameyang wasn't like up for it tonight. Yeah, um, but yeah, he he looked he looked promising. I, yeah, I, I probably could have done with him coming on earlier. I but think, I think yeah, uh, unfortunately, my 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 uh, my son, my other son, uh, Pepe, he could have had a goal. Unfortunately, Smith Rose in the way. Mm. Never mind. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was I, like, th- yeah, I was, Pepe. I don't think. <laughs> I was like, yes. Oh no. He's in the way. Oh. Yeah. Bloody yeah. Yeah, that was that was very unlucky because you can see in the replay, Smithrow is is trying to get out of the way, but it's just yeah, too much pace on the shot. It just yeah, kind of cannons off of him, goes out for a goal kick. But um, Pepe could have also uh, scored as well in the first half when he again just sort of went around the keeper and it was just uh, you know an open an open net. But for Socrates, you know, Socrates got the kind of deflection on it that ended up taking it the wrong side of the post, you know, just ended yeah. up going ever so slightly wide instead of trickling into the net. Um, yeah, weirdly enough, Pepe wasn't wasn't the worst player tonight. He, he actually, he had some good moments um, and it wasn't, it wasn't his fault that he didn't score for once. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it was his pass to Lacazette during in the Tottenham game that led to the penalty. You know, let's not forget. Let's <laughs> give him some. Cr- yeah, let's yeah, it was yeah, it was a very good pass as well. That was a hell of a ball. Yeah, I, I just wish that he would be a bit more consistent. Um, then I can shout and sing his name. Yeah, I think he's sort of yeah. inching towards consistency. But yeah, it's getting to that. It's just to say, getting to that half of the season. Where all of a sudden he, he he turns up and it's like, but we've only just got over forty points now, forty one points in the in the league. And it's ridiculous. Yeah, ten games to go, and we've only got forty one points. This is what has happened to Arsenal. What has happened? Yeah, so we're we're not getting relegated. That's that's the important yeah. thing. Uh, you know, we've 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 reached forty points. We're not getting relegated. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, it is. I mean, it, it's it's insane. We've got you know this weekend we got a yeah big match against uh, against West Ham um, that we we need a win from really. You know, if we if we want to finish, you know, if we want to if we want to finish in single digits, you know, we want to finish above tenth. Um, yeah. We gotta we gotta win that game because I think currently West Ham are what are they uh, seven points ahead of us in fifth. So yeah, um, it, I mean it's yeah it's it's a ridiculous season, but um, yeah that so that was a yeah disappointing match um, against Olympiacos. We we overall did the job you know in the first leg, but yeah those those problems we've been talking about are still there. Um, hopefully, I don't know. I, yeah. Hopefully, well, it, was, it was nice to we, see him boot the ball we, away for a, a change. performance like that. Is we, it's out of our system? It was what? It was. It was nice to see them boot the ball away for a change. You know, when you're under a bit of pressure, just who cares? Just hoof. Just yeah. Get rid of it. You know, don't. Yeah, do that. Like, There's uh, a couple of moments where, yeah, a couple of moments where Burn Leonard was playing it short. That kind of. Uh, had me on the edge of my seat a bit, yeah. but yeah, there was yeah a lot more kind of just um, kind of common sense of kind of you know playing the ball long when when the game called for it. Yeah, so unfortunately there was that moment um, when they we do clear the ball like from a goal kick, but then almost like against Wolves, it comes straight back and they almost like they're in again. Yeah, it's like oh man, yeah. Yeah, that's always the risk you play with. I suppose that that's the argument. That's the argument in favour of playing out from the back is that you at least keep control of possession. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it leads to all sorts. Of, that's if you're good at it, and we are not good at it. So <laughs> no. uh, it leads to all kinds of horrible mistakes and problems for us. Um, but yeah, like I said, bottom line, we're through um, into the what is it? Last eight quarterfinals. Um, who could we be getting in the draw? I mean, well, tell you who we're not going to be getting in the draw, and that's our old friend Spurs. Yeah, so they similarly to us had a uh, you know a, a two goal cushion from the first leg, uh, and they fucked it up. Yes, that's that's, that's hilarious. It's it's get another great, great uh, management there from uh, the greatest manager of all time, Jose Mourinho. I haven't seen the highlights yet, obviously. But, another um, Mourinho masterclass. Yeah, yes, absolutely. You have you have uh, Harry Kane, and uh, you have players like uh, oh, you've got you got you know, not, not, not a bad team, but you know how, how you. Uh, are you are you fucking up so badly? I don't know, and I don't care because you're Tottenham. Fuck you. Uh, yeah, it's, I saw one of the one of the comments on the BBC Sport website that like a Spurs fan had like texted it was saying like, um, I can't help but think what Pochettino would have done with this team, and it's like it is Pochettino's t- like it's like like Pochettino hasn't been gone that long. It is still basically his team, and you know what you can do with it because he got them to a fucking Champions League final. Like that's like like it, I. You you know the answer to that question. It's not some like big hypothetical. Um, yeah. But yeah, they they were two 0 up from the first leg uh, against Dinamo Zagreb and uh, just completely fucked themselves in the ass. Uh, went to yeah, 
two nil down on the night, so it went to extra time, and then in uh, in extra time that yeah, they uh, what's his name, the Zagreb player got got a hat trick, got his third goal, and uh, Spurs had no reply. And uh, looks like we've got some got some words here from Mourinho. Uh, I never I never like the feeling of some guys in football that say I won, they lost. For me, we won, we drew, we lost. I didn't run away from that. I'm disappointed for what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah, no, he's trying to sound um yeah, whatever. clever and philosophical. Um, yeah. We didn't really lose. Oh yeah, like he's the like real, Eric, Eric Cantona or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know when the uh, when the uh, seagulls follow the trowler, you know, you know all that kind of thing. I'm going to uh, look at the highlights as yeah. as I'm speaking now, listeners, speaking into the mic. Ha <laughs> ha. This is a great way of filling time. Um, but yeah, the, uh, what a great what a great guy, that Mourinho. I think we can all agree. He's such a great guy. And um, he's going to go down as one yeah, of the greatest just a human nice beings of all time. He's just so wonderful and charismatic. And he's such a football genius. He's got it all. He's got, a, he's got the smarts. He's got the, you know, he's got the, he's got the brains. He's got the, just the, the charm, you know, the interpersonal skills, um, the charisma. Just the uh, yeah, the he's got it all. He's the full package, um, you know. As whatever, whatever point he was making there, uh, I think the the real loser here is football. Uh, yeah. I think is the is the point he's trying to make there because Spurs aren't going to be in the tournament anymore, so we don't get to watch uh, we don't get to watch Spurs, you know, park the bus and get like thirty two percent possession um, in every match. But whatever, um, yeah. Uh, Man United still won a lot. It looks as though we also won't be joined uh, in the draw by Rangers, unfortunately. Well, I don't oh. know. The, half an hour left to go in that match. They're, they're one nil down to uh, to Slavia Prague, so that's that's two one on aggregate. They're oh. losing uh, on the night. Um, they seem to be one of those uh, teams so, that have suddenly one of these dark horse teams you get every so often in uh, Europa or Champions League. Slav- like. Um, yeah, they look like they could be uh, quite uh, quite team. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they already, yeah, they knocked out Leicester already, didn't they? Um, yeah. So it, it, it's yeah. Um, it's where, um, but then again, Rangers have sort of. I, I I don't know. I wouldn't count wouldn't count Rangers out just yet. They didn't they? I think the last round they didn't they win like eight five on aggregate or something ridiculous like that. So they you know they can they can score. Um, they just need to find a way to do it now. But uh yeah. So who else is through in terms of the Europa League? So yeah, Dinamo Zagreb, as we mentioned, at the expense of uh, Spurs. Uh Granada knocked out uh Molder. So it's Ole they've clearly been struggling since Ole left. Uh and Roma as well, the other the other team that's through. So we could uh, could be facing any of them. Yeah, that was that was quite a good uh, waste of time. Worth trying to find highlights. Somebody just puts the first half where there was no goals. Haha, <laughs> great! Thanks, YouTube. <laughs> what a waste of time that was. Um, <laughs> I'll have to wait till what, whenever they put the highlights up. But yeah, um, hope. I wonder if we'll get um, yeah. Villarreal. Are they still in the competition? Let's have a look. Uh, I think they are. Yeah, they're beating. They're currently beating Dynamo Kiev, so they're they're four nil up on aggregate. So it looks as though they're 
looks as though they're going to go through. And then uh, Ajax as well are also 2-0 up against Young Boys. So that's 5-0 on aggregate to them. So they're also they're also looking like they're going to go through. Um, so yeah, as it stands. Yeah, so the, the Rangers and Slavia Prague match and the uh, AC Milan Man United match currently currently on, an, on a knife's edge. Uh, you know, one goal, one goal in it currently. Uh, in those matches, so we'll we'll see what uh, see what happens there. But I don't know. Um, who would you who would you want? You know, in the draw for the next round out of um, uh, out of that lot. Well, um, I'm gonna have to look at all the teams again. Oh God, my phone is so slow. So we got sorry. So we got uh, Dinamo Zagreb, Granada, Roma, Villarreal, Ajax. And as it stands, Man United and Slavia Prague. Oh God, none of them look like particularly. Uh, oh God, I don't fancy. You know, I hate to be all negative, but at the moment, I don't really fancy us against any any of them. Uh, maybe Man United to a certain extent because we've got the more familiarity. But I don't, maybe Roma, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess Roma because. When I look at their team, I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know anything about Granada. I was going to say Granada because I don't. I feel like I've never really. I don't know anything about. Yeah, I don't know. I, any, I don't know anything about. Them. I only know I, that I there know. was supposedly one of their centre backs we were rumored to buy once back when Villa, when um Emery was the manager. But uh, other right. than that, I know nothing. Uh, but I, I would have maybe said Roma because I feel we could. They've they've had a that you know they're not having the best season right now in Syria. I think them. I think that we could probably have a better chance against them. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, well, yeah. I guess we'll we'll find out. Well, by the time I think by the time this episode comes out, yeah, we're only- I think the the draw is. Um, yeah, they're only sixth. The draw is on uh, Friday. Yeah, they're only sixth in uh, Syria. Fifty points, so they technically got more points than us in their league. But uh, I was going to say, yeah, sixth in Syria is nothing. To, when we're tenth in the Premiership, that's nothing to sniff at. Yeah, I mean, Inter Milan have started to run away with it. I mean, Milan were on top, but they've sort of dropped off a bit. Juventus sort of catching up with them now, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, so my my pick would be Roma. Okay. Well, we'll see. Yeah, see what happens. Um, as I said, I think by the time this episode comes out, we will probably know, but uh, we'll talk about it next week. Uh, looks as though at some point, while we've been talking, looks like Zlatan has come on for uh, for Milan. Oh, here we go. Here we go. So we'll see if he's able to uh, burn bridges. A piece of uh, yeah. He's already yeah. Whether uh, he yeah wants to. Say some more racist bullshit to uh, to any of the black players, you know. Head, headbutt Pogba or someone. Head, headbutt Lukaku and yeah. Try 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 to get Pogba or something. Yeah, he really kind of he had a, he had a couple of weeks where he's just completely shown his ass, isn't he? Because he's you know he said he said some like that racist shit to Lukaku, and then um, didn't he ever go at like LeBron James for his like uh, his activism or something? Like he was saying like LeBron James shouldn't. He should just stick to sport and not get involved in politics. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't uh, quite follow what would exactly what happened there, but yeah, 
Uh, let's let's see. Um, I didn't quite follow the whole thing, but I'm sure yeah, it's probably Zetan. Um, I think he was he was criticizing LeBron for like his uh, support of like Black Lives Matter and stuff like yeah. that. And Zlatan's thing was like, I'm you know, I'm just an athlete, so I stick to sport that I I wouldn't get, I'd never get involved in politics. Um, you know, kind of saying that yeah, like LeBron shouldn't do that either, and it's just like yeah, okay, you fucking. Ugh. Of course, like it, oh, like suddenly, suddenly we found the one thing that Zlatan, uh, <laughs> the the one thing he won't talk about, which is uh, anything but himself. Yeah. I guess. Which we probably, well, in retrospect, I think we already knew that, but yeah, um, yeah, what a cunt. <laughs> yeah, never mind, eh? What would you ex- what do you expect yeah. from Zlatan Ibrahimovic? Um. Is like, I yeah, I know. I, yeah, what what kind of idiot expects him to do anything good? Um, what other news? Oh, we, oh, so the England uh, squad was announced today as well because uh, we got the international break coming up. Um, I mean, they call it they call it an international break, but I don't think there's going to be much time for resting because there's three matches. Um, so it th- th- there's going to be. I feel like there's going to be a lot of players coming back from this international break with injuries um, because I can't imagine that we're the only we're the only team that are going to be playing three matches over this uh, very short period. But yeah, we're playing San Marino on the 25th of March, and then uh, we're playing Albania on the 28th, and then we've got Poland on the 31st. Um, So. And these are all these are World Cup qualifiers. So this oh. is uh, yeah for for twenty twenty two. So, um, yeah, and I suppose well from an Arsenal point of view, uh, Bukayo Saka has has kept his place. So our son, uh, you know, is potentially going to get get another cap under his belt there. Um, you know, in in an England shirt. Uh, no room for Ainsley Maitland Niles this time around, but I suppose that serves him right for going to West Brom. <laughs> uh, Although there is, well, there is one that Sam Johnston has got the call up, so there is at least one West Brom player in the uh, in the England squad. But uh, yeah, yeah, but, uh, Saka is yeah, Saka is um, back in the England squad. So hopefully his because uh, he didn't play tonight and he wasn't on the bench. So whatever injury he sustained in the Spurs match, hopefully it, I, one would assume is not serious enough to keep him out of these uh, these England games that are coming up. Yes. Um- that's what I was wondering it's like I thought he was injured maybe he was just being rested but um, is he what can I say about uh, the England team I mean I mean I yeah I I would assume it's a it's a precaution you know you've taken off taken off at half time on Sunday um you know, on paper, we don't really, we don't really need him for for this match on Thursday because it should have been it should have been easier for us to get through than it was. You know, actually, we did get through, but whatever. So yeah, don't risk him in this match. And then, I mean, as we've said, the West Ham game coming up is is a big one. And then, I mean, yeah, he's been named in the squad, so you would assume that he's they're expecting him to feature at some stage in, in at least one of those three matches. But, um. I suppose yeah. The the big news as far as the the England squad is is concerned, there is there's uh, 
recalls for uh, Luke Shaw and John Stones, and the <laughs> the best young the best young midfielder in the world, Messi uh, Lingard, Jesse Lingard, Messi Lingard himself, and d- deservedly deservedly so. I mean, he's just the greatest yes. guy, greatest footballer, um, just such a great lad. Uh, you know, wonderful human being. Uh, yeah, he's the best. He's the best uh, grown man that does Fortnite dances uh, that you'll ever see. You know, he's best best in his category of uh, a grown ass man that will celebrate a goal by doing uh, dances from Fortnite. You know, so can't wait to see him. Um, you know, score. I don't know our seventh or eighth goal against San Marino, and then do like the floss or some bullshit. That'll be great. That the, the fans will love it. Although um, lately at West Ham now he just does the uh, the arms with the hammer. He does that now, so he's he's sort of uh, leveled up, as they say in the gaming world. Uh, is there? Oh, yeah. Jude Bellingham made of team Phil Foden. Yeah, yeah. Um, although I think he might not. The, they might have to replace him because there's uh, Ollie Watkins. Different, um, there's different quarantine rules for Germany, so he might yeah. not be allowed to to join with the the rest of the team. But but yeah, Ollie Watkins. Ollie Watkins got the nod ahead of Patrick Bamford, um, even mm. though I think Bamford has scored a couple more goals. But I I understand that decision because I think you know if you want. On paper, Bamford may have scored more goals, but I think if you look at the chances, the, the number of chances that Bamford gets that he doesn't score versus the ones that Watkins gets that he does score, um, I think I think Watkins is the better shout for these these upcoming matches, especially yeah. because you know we got some pretty, in theory, we've got some pretty easy ones here. I mean, you know, San Marino, obviously, that's historically that's a game that we've always won by many goals, um, so. Yeah, why not give it? Yeah, give him the chance. He's you know he's he's played very well so far this season, but you know proven to be a great signing. You know, fantastic piece of business by by Aston Villa. So yeah, give him a go. It's just that uh, that Poland team. You know, Lewandowski. I mean, you have Szczesny in goal. I mean, we all know what a great goalkeeper Szczesny. Szczesny's fantastic goalkeeper. Well, yeah, and um, super reliable, super reliable goalkeeper. Uh, somehow found its way at Juventus. I have still to this day have no idea. Yeah. And um Just a just a real kind of classic story of failing upwards, isn't it? Like yeah. just, you know how does he do just it? Just somehow Um I don't know, I think it's He must same. have he must have a hell of an agent. <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was uh, that Ray Raiola guy. I wouldn't be surprised. Um I'm gonna yeah. uh, Let's have a look. Let's have a look at who's a who's his agent. Uh, um, oh, I can't find anything. Uh, and Jonathan Barnett. Never mind. Never do. No idea. That is that? no idea. No idea. Some guy. Um, um who else? The Poland got uh, Christoph Piontek. Anyway. I think his name is. He was a uh, well. He. Turned out to be a bit of a flop at Milan. He bought him, and now he's at Hertha mm. Berlin. But uh, who else? Uh. Well, Poland. Uh, I can't remember his name. He plays for Napoli. Um, there's another player there. 
Well, I think yeah, Poland clearly the that's the that's the big test, isn't it, of of the three matches. Although I think I it it would be foolish to overlook Albania because I think they uh, oh yeah. Well, they got like brother. a weirdly good record against kind of. I was going to say, yeah, the the other the other Jaka, uh, yeah, we got to we got to play against it. So who knows? You know, it, there's <laughs> there's a less good version of Jaka out there. So who knows what we're up against with that? You uh, know, Piotr Zielinski, that's his name. Oh, click from uh, from Leeds. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. It could be quite a test. I, I I'm a bit worried about Lewandowski. Because uh, he is, uh, he's quite. Yeah, a I, mean, I don't think anyone. Quite I, you're, you're an idiot if you're if you're not worried about Lewandowski. Like, yeah, I mean, come on, any team. Play, I don't care who you are. Any team playing against a team with Lewandowski <laughs> in it is, you 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 have to. That has to be the focus of your game plan, doesn't it? Is just stopping him. That's got to be. That's like that's just that's just plan Ty- A. Put Tyrone Mings on him. Yeah, rough him up. Yeah, let him know you're there. Mm. Give him a good kick in every now and then. Yeah. yeah. Who's you think he is? Well, we got. Yeah, I mean, we're not gonna. We're not gonna have um, Trent Alexander Arnold uh, in the team, which I think is. Oh, uh, yeah. So we should that. Yeah. So we should congratulate uh, Man United fans for uh, not only winning the title, but the fact that Luke Shaw has been included in the England squad and Trent Alexander Arnold has not been included. Um, also means that they've that that's the that's winning the title as well. That means yeah. that they that that fact also means that they've won the title. They they get a separate trophy for that. So trophies in the post um for having I think that United have got five players in the England squad. Um so, As they should, as they yeah. should. Because it's I mean it's the greatest yeah. club in I the mean, world. I mean really it should be eleven. It's the greatest um, club in the world. Yeah. I mean so, every player wants to play for United. Yeah. There's trophy a, history. Yeah. Managers, yeah, to quote, to quote Roy Keane, to quote Roy Keane, the best club in the world. They should be wanted to play for the shirt. They should play, play for the club, play for each other. It's the best club, the best club in the world. It's Man United. It's Man United. It's your job to it's play job. for Man United. No one praises the milkman um, for uh, for doing his job. No one praises the milkman for doing his job with the pills. It's uh, I'm gonna exactly, go for a walk with my exactly. dog. I'm gonna go for a walk with my dog. I'm gonna I'm gonna walk out on a national team, yeah. and I'm gonna I'm gonna walk out. I've had enough. Uh, I've facilities. Yeah, yeah. Th- throw some uh, throw some throw some cones around on on the, the training facilities because they're not up to snuff. I, I'll just throw some cones around there. Um, yeah. So that yeah, Bad United fans, congratulations. Uh, trophy trophy is in the post yeah. uh, for that. And um, yeah, I think we're also England from an England point of view. We're also going to be without uh, Jaden Sancho. Uh, future uh, Man United legend. Yeah, um, I think he's already imagined. Jordan Henderson. Imagine now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, for a lot of people, uh, in many ways, he is. Um, he's a legendary figure in just the. T- if you're going just in terms of um, like uh, I don't know, like uh, like search engine optimization, you know, that the number of tweets and articles that feature uh, the words Man United and Sancho. Um, that's got to count for something, you know. Yeah. That so that he's legendary by that metric, if nothing else. It's, um, it's way of manifesting. Yeah, so Sancho yeah. won't be in the squad. It's manifesting what you want. Out yeah, it's like the secret. Saying. You're putting it out into the universe. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so we've got no no Sancho, no Henderson, no Grealish, um, um, which I suppose kind of explains why Southgate. 
Southgate not picking Grealish. I know he's injured, but yeah, I'm just making fun. Well, he's injured. I know. I know. I'm making. <laughs> I'm making. I'm making a joke. No, but that is yeah. That that still won't be enough for for Outrageous. yeah for, for some people. Will it? it is. How how yeah. dare how dare um, you? You can't, mate. You can't. You actually can't. You know what we do? He's he's the best best English midfielder since David Beckham. He is, and you can tell that because he's got floppy hair. He's got floppy hair and nice sexy thighs. Uh, and a, and a stupid little beard. Oh, uh, it was quite funny before the uh, Arsenal match in the tunnel, where he had his shorts. Um, pulled down. He could see his. You could see his bum. You see his bum, mate. He's <laughs> <laughs> his bum. Um. So yeah, with those with those absences in midfield, um, it does kind of explain uh, why Lingard has been recalled. I know he's he's done pretty well since he's you know moved to to West Ham, but I mean I think that really it, yeah, it's I think it's mainly down to the players that. <laughs> it's many down of the players that can't be in the squad, um, you know, <laughs> as, as to why he's he's been picked there. And then, of course, the other big uh, the other big absence is Jordan Pickford, which oh. is maybe a good thing. Yeah, um, let's, I think you know? Dean Anderson is Dean Anderson. I, I would have picked Nick Pope, maybe, but yeah, Dean Anderson, Nick Pope for me. Well, I think, yeah, the, the three the three keepers that are, that are, yeah the three keepers in the squad are yeah Dean Henderson, Sam Johnston, and Nick Pope. I would say, yeah, this is the time to give Nick Pope give Nick Pope a, a run in the team, let him play a few matches in a row, yeah. um, as you know, as as the number one, because I feel like he's he, he's sort of consistently been, you know, among the best keepers um, in in the league for at least a couple of seasons now. So I think, yeah, give him give him a you know give him an extended run. Um, while Pickford's out injured, and maybe, you know, maybe by the time the Euros come around, this is this is his moment. You know, this is this is the this is his chance to kind of you know sort of step up and kind of prove that he is he is on that uh, elite level, that elite goalkeeping elite level. Level Sky Sports with the latest uh, action, and it's live, and it's live. Get drinking, lads, and. Way to cut this eye candy. I'm sitting next to. I think. I think it's the 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 funniest thing about Martin Tyler um, <laughs> saying that it's live at the start of every match is that it's like. I think when he when he first started doing it, um, that would be the cue for them to like cut to a they cut to an advert right before the match. You know, like. Randomly at sports events, they'll they do it a lot more in America. But like every now and then, they'll do it with a you know like a football match here or a cricket match or whatever, where they'll just show like one advert. They'll just rant, they'll they'll cut to what appears to be a commercial break, but it's just one advert, and then suddenly the match is back. When he first started doing the you know it's uh, it's Arsenal versus Tottenham and it's live, um, that would be the cue to then go to the the commercial. But the way they do it now is that it's like he does the he does the thing where he says, and it's live. And then there's just this awkward pause where there's just, like just silence. And then he goes over like the the starting lineups for each team. <laughs> like the graphic on the screen changes and then you see like the, you know, the starting formation for each team. And he has to just go, he has to just go into it like normal, like it, like nothing's happened. It's just really, it's so weird and awkward and it's just really funny the way that they, 
still make him do it because it's somehow become a catchphrase, but it's just so stupid yeah. and awkward. They don't, they don't, um, like in the old days, you used to have Kasabian. That gets you pumped up for the oh, football. Yeah. Ace football. We got the lads' music. Kasabian. Yes. Yeah. Or um, what's that song? That's sort of like the bam, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah. That's more BT. BT are being a bit more hip. They're using more sort of house music nowadays. You know, trying to really. Yeah, they're using. Yeah, Sky Sports are sort of using music that's like, I don't know, 10 or 15 years old. They can have some BT Sport are using music that's like 10 years old. BT Sport using some of the old Hacienda music, you know. Do, 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 yeah. do, do, do. Got some Happy Mondays, lads. It's Saturday. Hang on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so the just to well run through the rest of the, the England squad here, we got so yeah, Dean Anderson, Sam Johnston, and Nick Pope uh, in goal. Uh, defenders, we got Ben Chilwell, Connor Cody, Eric Dyer for some reason. Uh, Reese James, Harry Maguire. Maguire! Maguire, the greatest um, back of all time. Maguire! Um, Tyrone Mings, Luke Shaw, John Stones, Kieran Trippier, and Kyle Walker. Um, yeah. How many more times is Kyle Walker going to be picked for England? I, he's got to, you know, he's going with step youth. back at some point, right? He's got to retire. No, he he'll always be he'll always be picked. I mean, who else we got? We could, I mean, um, yeah. uh, no one else. Really. Wan Bissaka, maybe, but I'm surprised he never gets picked. Why does he never get picked? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think he has been picked in the past, but yeah, for this time around, for whatever reason, he's yeah been left out. Uh, midfielders, we got Jude Bellingham, uh, Phil Foden, Jesse Lingard, Mason Mount, Calvin Phillips, Declan Rice, and James Ward-Prowse. Um, Man United fans must be absolutely furious that Mason Mount is still in <laughs> is still in the England side. They fucking hate him. They abs- I don't know why. They, there's just certain players that like Man United fans really don't like. They, I mean, I I mentioned you know. Uh, Trent Alexander Arnold, they got a real fucking thing. They got a, a huge hard on for for um, for Alexander Arnold, but they also just seem to fucking hate Mason Mount, and I I don't really understand why. Um, maybe it's because they think I don't know. They think like Dan James or someone should be getting the, the nod ahead of him. I don't know. Wait, Dan is, James is, Dan is Welsh. Welsh. He's Welsh. Yeah, yeah. Well, that just shows how stupid they are. Um, and then up front, the the forwards we got uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin, Harry Kane, Marcus Rashford, uh, Bukayo Saka, Yates Munster, uh, Raheem Sterling, and Ollie Watkins. So that's pretty good. I, I, I'm feeling pretty positive about that squad overall. I think that's that's uh, we've got some good. Um, oh, it may so be some good, exciting young players in there that I'm interested to see what they can do. A quick googly search, and maybe well, this is more recent, but uh, Mason Mount lucky to avoid red card after kicking Fred. So, 
whether that's the reason oh. or or does this go further back but um that's all i i see too who knows yeah i think you know united fans are a weird bunch aren't they they're all a bit they're all a bit uh they're built different they're built their elite mentality best club in the world best fans in the world elite mentality they're built different you know best club in the world best fans in the world i did see that um uh our, our favorite man united correspondent uh um, Mark Goldbridge, the gold brain, the golden brain, um, did a video about, I, I think it, it's about why Man City are ruining football or something. Yeah. Um, and I, of course, I didn't bother to watch it because, you know, I value my, my sanity, but I feel I, I it's the, the essence of it seems to be that, that you know, the, the argument that is, I don't know, at this stage must be 10, 12 years old that they just spend, you know, <laughs> they just spend the infinite amount of money they've got to buy players and end up winning trophies as a result of it. Really nothing groundbreaking. Like truly, like the, 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 the clickbaity title of the video really is doing all the heavy lifting there. It's an argument that's been made since they first got taken over. Um, but the the common, the the... The thing that I keep seeing, the little dig that I keep uh, seeing him make at Man City, he keeps calling them an oil club. Um, like that's I, which I don't, I don't get. Like it, it's like, <laughs> help me out here. Why, why, it, what is that? What could that mean? Why is that bad? I, if you know, well, you know, the owners of they <laughs> didn't do it the proper way, which was you know become a big club at the early stages of Premier League and have a manager who, who act like a Don and bullied every other manager and team and ref in order to um, get the advantage. Now, if you came along in yeah, and then- the 2000s or late 2000s and uh, whether the uh, Saudis or whoever put you know, buy them and well, so oil money, oil money, you bought, you bought your league, uh, yeah. Only... Uh, but like, does it? Didn't Abram- Abramovich's money is from oil, isn't it? Like, it, it's yeah. like. It, but it's a plastic team, you know. I, and I, I'm team, pretty sure that the Glazers, uh, the Glazers, like, uh, the, I mean, I think I believe the Glazers' money predominantly comes from real estate. But also, I think one of the companies that they own is literally an oil company that was founded by George Bush Senior. Wow. <laughs> so wow. it's like it, so- I don't know. It's like if. If you're going to become like a billionaire, like at some point you are going to have you, you're going to encounter the oil industry at some point. It's just weird to like point that finger at Man City specifically. It's almost, you know, just playing devil's advocate here. It could it it could almost be a dog whistle racism thing where it's like, <laughs> yeah, but the billionaires that own your club aren't white. Um, you know, yeah. if they were if they were Russian or American. That would somehow be okay, but because they're not white, it's an oil club, and that's a bad thing. And I'm not defending yeah. Saudi, you know, Saudi Arabia. I mean, if, I mean, you know, you don't need me to tell you how bad things are in Saudi Arabia. You know, the fucking, you know, human rights records and and everything. Um, but it, yeah, like it, it just it seems like a sort of typical kind of uh, uh, kind of peanut brained thing that could possibly be construed as something a little more I can imagine it being co-opted by by a more sinister faction of football fans you know what I mean yeah 
Yeah, sorry, I'm yawning a lot, listeners. I'm very tired. Sorry, was it that boring? Was no, that no, no, was no, that no. tangent I'm, that boring? I'm I, sorry. It's all the stress from watching Arsenal, and I'm, I'm all, all the energy. I'm just all I'm all connected, and uh, yeah, it could be. I mean, what do you expect it's true. from it's very ex, from an ex uh, copper? I mean, it's, uh, none of them are they're all honest. Yeah, I mean, yeah, cops are in the news again at the moment, and it's not for good reasons. So, uh, yeah, Um, yeah, ACAB. Um, Anyway, uh, looks as though it's more or less full time in the uh, the the Man United AC Milan match, and I think it's yeah, I think they've (sighs) they've got that sewn up. They're going through. Slavia Prague at some point went two nil up while we were talking. Um, They're in. Well, both matches are in the ninety third minute, so I think. you know, seconds left, I think, in each of them. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, we should probably, we've been talking for quite a while. We should probably yeah. take a break uh, and then come back with some cultural appropriation because we've talked about Arsenal. Surprisingly, we've talked about Arsenal a lot. Yeah. Sorry, this is Earth getting in my bedtime. And you are, you're literally going to fall asleep. You're going to fall asleep on the yeah. microphone. So no, yeah, we, yeah, we got it. All right. We'll be back in a minute and we'll uh, we'll we'll wrap this fucking bullshit up. All right, hang on. Okay, and we're back and uh, we got one final segment on the show here and it's cultural appropriation. So this is the bit of the show where we move away from football and talk about some things uh, that we like, that you, the listener, may also like. We make some recommendations culturally, hence the name. So, Lawrence, what do you got for us this week? Okay. Um, do something a little bit different. I'm going to try and um, recommend some YouTuber cha- channels that I, I like. Not that kind of YouTuber. All right, not the uh, what you may be thinking. Yeah, but uh, it's one football related. There's Your Logan, Logan Pauls, no, not Jake that, Paul, not that kind of, not not that kind of Pope uh, John Paul. Yeah, uh, it's just a yeah, a, a football YouTube channel. I li- I've recently discovered called a, just called Football Iconic, where it's mm. sort of twenty minute videos or so. This guy looking at footballers. I mean. You, I don't know where you think about these. Uh, I guess one, one about Gascoigne called a troubled genius, and is Wayne Rooney the mm. most underrated player of all time? Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, looking at uh, sort of you know Premier League players or you know eighties. Uh, got one about Gary Lineker. How good was Gary Lineker really? Question mark. Uh, but yeah, yeah, overall I like this. Uh, there's even one about Roy Keane. How good was Roy Keane, really? And uh, I quite like that one. Uh, it was <laughs> quite a decent... Um, the best player in the world. You know, the best captain yeah. and the best player in the world. What do you and want? One uh, sort of gamer, more gamer channel. Not that kind of gamer. But um, this guy Uh-oh. who I like, uh, he's called Car- Carcinogen SDA. And he does like sort of... Um, uh, no damage runs, mostly of uh, I like uh, Resident Evil games, and uh, yeah, I really like this channel. I like to watch. He's got some, and he plays other games as well. Um, what's a or, so? What's a no damage run? Well, basically, like if you play something like Resident Evil, he doesn't take any damage at all. He plays the game, 
apart from oh so go through like an entire level yeah. or through the whole game yeah not without taking any any hits or any any yeah wow and uh yeah he's pretty good he's pretty that good. sounds more interesting to me than because speed running speed running is yeah. obviously a big thing in gaming isn't it and there's lots of yeah. uh, youtube channels devoted to like speed running a level uh as as quickly as you can in, in video or speed running an entire game as quickly as you can um uh, but yeah, I, that that actually sounds much more, much more interesting and much more challenging. Uh, yeah, doing it like a no damage, doing yeah, going through a whole game without taking any any hits of damage or anything. I mean, of course, apart from the uh, in game in the sto- in in story you know, story damage that your character would take. Apart from there, technically, he doesn't take any damage during. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which and he's even got things like Golden Eye or. Cyberpunk that recently wow. came out. Uh, yeah, all sorts of things. Uh, I really like this uh, channel. You're, you're telling me a a, a cyber a cyberpunk this twenty seventy seven is that is that anything? And one more, which is more film and culture related, is a guy who I like. Um, you may think, oh, YouTube movie guy. Oh, oh he's, he's going to be like this GW. Fi-. No, he's not like that at all. Uh, is or uh, yeah, the, uh, the ending of you know the the ending of a movie that's very easy to follow. Explain, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> the ending of Ghostbusters. Explain. Yeah, no, he's more. I don't know how to say. It. He's more like to me. He feels more like he would have if he was around on Channel Four, late nineties, early two thousands. He would have had like his own little segment, like maybe five ten minutes segment on Channel Four, mm. where he just. He talks about like any. I like him because he has a bit more of a nuanced opinion. But his name, that's <laughs> not trying to sound like a dog whistle or anything. But I, I like how he, he tries to be fairly. You know, I like I like him. he's fairly middle of the road, and he's fairly um bit more. Uh, it's not uh, it's not movie Bob, is it? No, it's not like that. Not obnoxious. <laughs> Kind of yeah, he, Martin, Martin Scorsese, your time is up. Yeah, no, not like that at all. But he has this thing where, yeah, he's, he, I mean, when you see him, though, unfortunately, you may think, "Oh God, he looks like that," because he's, you know, <laughs> uh, it, it doesn't have all lot his, his look, unfortunately. What do you, but now, I what do, do you like, mean by that? Is- he's he's balding. He's got, but he was he was bold initially early on in his, on his YouTube channel. Right. But now, now he's fully bold and has the beard goatee so it doesn't help when he looks mm. like that but i do like yeah. his channel and he does things on um oh he's done all sorts of videos on um oh, all sorts of things really just uh things about terminator or rocky movies or robocop or uh he's even ventured in, mm. into things i haven't even said his name yet more sort of internet cultural things. He had a, a few years ago a brief segment called "Selling Stupid," where he would talk about the the Logan and and uh, the other Paul. What's his name? Logan Paul and the other you know, Jake, Jake Paul. Logan and Jake and Paul. Alex yeah. Jones yeah. and things like this. So, so he had stuff on those guys. Yeah. And um, his name, his name, listeners. I finally got around his name. Is uh, where? This is the thing. Is how to, is it George or is it Jorg? G E O R G, no E at the end. Rockle Schmid. Uh, G- S- what? It's, it's, it's a quite a 
kind of mouthful of a name. G E O R G, Jorg, George, Jorg, George. How do you yeah. how Rockle, George. Rockle Schmidt. George Rockle Schmidt. Wow. Yeah. He's so, got to yeah. work on that name. Yes. Yeah. You got to. It's quite a mouthful of a name. That name. Do a second, second pass. Yeah, second pass at that name. But uh, I, 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 I like his channel overall. Basically, I, I, I like to listen to. Him. He's got. You know, he's not obnoxious. He's fairly middle of the road, and tries mm. to be a bit more balanced, nuanced opinion, maybe on things, talking about yeah things, why some movies flopped and or why how you know, whatever. And, um, yeah, or all sorts of things. Uh, yeah, I, I, I read, I, that's mm. my okay. recommendations for this week. A, a YouTube, a YouTube movie channel that doesn't suck. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll find out, I guess, but, uh, yeah, uh, you may, you'll probably watch it. it. <laughs> if you ever do, you'll probably watch it and be like, <laughs> this guy sucks. But I, uh. But I, 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 yeah. I, I liked him. I liked George Rockle Schmidt. Yeah, it is like not a whole lot. I, I try to sell, try to sell this guy. Like I really like him, but he looks funny and he's got a quite a pretentious yeah, name. Like, this this but, guy, uh, yeah, I like this. I like this guy's channel. He looks like absolute shit, and yeah. uh, his name's stupid. But uh, <laughs> other than yeah. that, other than that, I think he does a fairly decent uh, little little youtube shit channel he's not like super big he's yeah he's got okay he's not trying to be like okay well you know let's hope he doesn't uh hear this um (laughs) he probably will he's probably an avid listener and I've I've done a really you're bad job. Exactly, I mean, you've not exactly done like a you know like a Don Draper style job of of uh, selling him, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you know if you're recommending it, Lawrence. I'm sure it's good. So okay. Um, so that's your that's your 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 recommendations for uh, for this week. You, the yeah yeah was it wait was it all YouTube channels football yeah, iconic football iconic uh, carcinogen SDA. Yeah, and George Rockle Schmidt, and then George Schmidt. Ramble, Rockle Jingle Jingle, Joey Junior Chabadoo, yeah, whatever his name. Okay, um, I'll recommend. Uh, I believe it's still on the iPlayer at this point at, at the time of recording. Um, I watched the the Ipcrest file for the first time. Uh, uh, recently, um, over over last weekend, and um, man, that's a gr- I'm I, I'm kind of a sucker for those sort of Cold War era films where it's mainly just like, uh, like blokes in big coats following each other around, <laughs> you know those those types of uh, spy pictures where it's just sort of like, I think that like the 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 Ipcrest file specifically was also kind of made in in the wake of the like the early James Bond films they wanted to to sort of lend Dayton the guy that wrote the the novels that it's based on um wanted to kind of make a like an anti James Bond you know it's it's completely unglamorous and it's very kind of slow paced and um there's very little in the way of like uh what you'd call like action it's it's much more kind of you know there's much more kind of tension and like i said just kind of 
suspicious looking blokes in big coats that follow each other around. Um, but it's, it's great. It's, it's, it's brilliant. It is kind of, it's from a completely different era of filmmaking where the pace is so much slower than what we're used to today. You know, like it, it's <laughs> like, it's the sort of film where if someone has to walk from one side of the room to the other, uh, you just watch them in real time walk across the room. You know, there's no, <laughs> there's no like editing around it or anything. You just watch someone walk across the room in real time with like no music or anything. Um, but it's great. Yeah. And it is, it, it's, there's a bunch of sequels, I think, because it, it, it's based on a series of novels. So I think there's, um, you, I think you can find them on Amazon. There's, there's a, I think there's three or four other films where it's Michael, Michael Caine, um, playing Harry Palmer, this, uh, this, this spy for British intelligence. Um, and it, yeah, I think the, the second one, I think is called funeral in Berlin. I also watched that and that's, that's great. That's sort of, that's set in, in Berlin. First one's set in London, obviously, but yeah, that's, uh, that's sort of, um, set in, uh, it, yeah, in, in Berlin. And it's sort of, again, kind of great to, see uh berlin in the 60s before you know back when it was still east and west germany that you know seeing all like that's that's all very interesting um so yeah check out those the, the harry palmer films i guess but yeah the ipcris files specifically that's the that's the first one and that's on uh the the bbc iplayer at the moment i believe fantastic soundtrack brilliantly directed uh very tense great early performance by michael kane as well just a just a beautiful man looks fantastic in those uh thick rimmed glasses and all the suits that he wears. Um, and I think I'll also recommend at, at the time of recording, I, th- I believe the, the finale of uh, RuPaul's Drag Race UK season two has, has just dropped. I've not watched it yet, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. And so I'll, if you've not, I've recommended RuPaul's Drag Race before, but um, the RuPaul's Drag Race UK is, um, I mean, a lot of people are, are saying that this, this season is sort of better than the current US season. You know, it's better than the 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 OG uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. It is. I mean, it is. It's been it's been absolutely fantastic. Um, obviously, there was you know the the production of it kind of got interrupted for several months due to uh, due to COVID. So it's it, it's been quite a saga. Um, but it, yeah, it's it's just, I mean it's it's brilliant. It, it's it's like wrestling, but uh less gay um you know it's 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 just fantastic um so yeah check out if you've not watched rupaul's drag race uk or if you you know if you're not too thrilled about the prospect of watching like the american version this might be an easier way in for you uh watching the the uk uk version um because it's much fun i mean it's much funnier all the queens in it you know naturally very uh very funny and the judges, they get, you know, the, the guest judges, they get Graham Norton is like a recurring guest judge and he's, he's brilliant. He's very, very funny. Alan Carr is also one of the, um, like the recurring guest judges on there. And he's also very funny. He, I think in, in season one, there was a moment where <laughs> in season one of, of Drag Race UK, there's a moment where Alan Carr was, um, delivering a critique of one of the Queens. I think it might've been bag of chips and, <laughs> He just said, he just said like, the, he, I, I can't remember what else he said, but like the, the thing that sticks out is that he said that outfit is minging. And I was just, when I saw that, I was like, this is exactly what I wanted from a UK version of RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> this is something that is like, you know, a completely, uh, a completely purely British take on this, this format. Alan Carr 
saying that someone's outfit is minging is exactly what I wanted from a British version of Drag Race. So, um, yeah, check out Drag Race UK because um, it, it's it's fantastic. Um, and also, speaking of things that are fantastic that you should check out, uh, check us out on Twitter, the the podcast yeah. that is. You can check out the, the podcast, uh, Junior Funners, at, at Junior Funners on Twitter. You can also check us individually, the fun boys, out on, on Twitter. Uh, Lawrence is at IB Online. Uh, still trying to push for 300 followers I'm there? trying or? to get to 300. I just need... 40 more or so just come on listeners well you've whatever i think you've overtaken me um yeah so i'm yeah i'm at ollie munster (laughs) um i mean i you know i'm not i'm not campaigning for it in the way that you are you know i don't i don't care you know i'm i'm doing it for the posts man you know i'm not in it for the followers i'm in it i'm in it for the pure posting um But yeah, uh, yeah, I'm at Ollie Munster. Lawrence is at Ivy Online. We're also on Facebook, Junior Funners. Uh, just look that up on on Facebook. We've got a Facebook page there. Send us an email if you're lonely. Uh, juniorfunners at gmail dot com. Uh, I haven't checked the inbox for a while, but I assume there's nothing in there except like you know updates to the Google terms of service. And um, yeah, bye.